0: Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 230 of our journey. As Jeremiah is confined to the courtyard grounds for prophesying against Judah and King Zedekiah, he receives a word from the Lord, by a field. It is a simple thing, but Jeremiah uses it as an object lesson for the people to understand that there will come a time when the people will buy and sell land again. Trouble is coming, but God promises to bring them back to the land. Jeremiah speaks specifically to the lines of David and Levi, and proclaims that they will be restored to their rightful positions among the Israelite people, and will lead them faithfully before the Lord. But... All of this will happen after the Babylonian Empire has ruled over them for the proper time. Join me in Jeremiah 32 through 34 and recognize your future hope. Jeremiah 32 In the tenth year that Zedekiah was ruling over Judah, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. That was the same as the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. Now at that time, the armies of the king of Babylon were besieging Jerusalem. The prophet Jeremiah was confined in the courtyard of the guardhouse, attached to the royal palace of Judah. For King Zedekiah had confined Jeremiah there, after he had reproved him for prophesying as he did. He had asked Jeremiah, Why do you keep prophesying these things? Why do you keep saying that the Lord says, I will hand this city over to the king of Babylon. I will let him capture it. King Zedekiah of Judah will not escape from the Babylonians. He will certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon. He must answer personally to the king of Babylon and confront him face to face. Zedekiah will be carried off to Babylon and will remain there until I have fully dealt with him. I, the Lord, affirm it. Even if you continue to fight against the Babylonians, you cannot win. So now, Jeremiah said, The Lord's message came to me. Hanamel, the son of your uncle Shalem, will come to you soon. He will say to you, Buy my field at Anathoth, because you are entitled as my closest relative to buy it. And then my cousin Hanamel did come to me in the courtyard of the guardhouse, in keeping with the Lord's message. He said to me, Buy my field, which is at Anathoth, in the territory of the tribe of Benjamin. Buy it for yourself, since you are entitled, as my closest relative, to take possession of it for yourself. When this happened, I recognized that the Lord had indeed spoken to me. So I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel. I weighed out seven ounces of silver and gave it to him to pay for it. I signed the deed of purchase, sealed it, and had some men serve as witnesses to the purchase. I weighed out the silver for him on a scale. There were two copies of the deed of purchase. One was sealed and contained the order of transfer and the conditions of purchase. The other was left unsealed. I took both copies of the deed of purchase and gave them to Baruch, son of Neriah, the son of Messiah. I gave them to him in the presence of my cousin Hanamel the witnesses who had signed the deed of purchase, and all the Judeans who were housed in the courtyard of the guardhouse. In the presence of all these people I instructed Baruch, The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Take these documents, both the sealed copy of the deed of purchase and the unsealed copy. Put them in a clay jar so that they may be preserved for a long time to come. For the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. After I had given the copies of the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, you did indeed make heaven and earth by your mighty power and great strength. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands, but you also punish children for the sins of their parents. You are the great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies. You plan great things, and you do mighty deeds. You see everything people do. You reward each of them for the way they live and for the things they do. You did miracles and amazing deeds in the land of Egypt, which have had lasting effect. By this means, you gained both in Israel and among humankind a renown that lasts to this day. You used your mighty power and your great strength to perform miracles and amazing deeds and to bring great terror on the Egyptians. By this means, you brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt. You kept the promise that you swore on oath to their ancestors. You gave them a land flowing with milk and honey. But when they came in and took possession of it, they did not obey you or live as you had instructed them, They did not do anything that you commanded them to do. So you brought all this disaster on them. Even now, siege ramps have been built up around the city in order to capture it. War, starvation, and disease are sure to make the city fall into the hands of the Babylonians who are attacking it. Lord, you threatened that this would happen. Now you can see that it is already taking place. The city is sure to fall into the hands of the Babylonians. Yet, in spite of this, you, Sovereign Lord, have said to me, buy that field with silver and have the transaction legally witnessed. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of all humankind. There is indeed nothing too difficult for me. Therefore, I, the Lord, say, I will indeed hand this city over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the Babylonian army. They will capture it. The Babylonian soldiers that are attacking this city will break into it and set it on fire. They will burn it down, along with the houses where people have made me angry by offering sacrifices to the god Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods on their rooftops. This will happen because the people of Israel and Judah have repeatedly done what displeases me from their earliest history until now. And because they have repeatedly made me angry by the things they have done, I, the Lord, affirm it. This will happen because the people of this city have aroused my anger and my wrath since the time they built it until now. They have made me so angry that I am determined to remove it from my sight. I am determined to do so because the people of Israel and Judah have made me angry with all their wickedness. They Their kings, their officials, their priests, their prophets, and especially the people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem have done this wickedness. They have turned away from me instead of turning to me. I tried over and over again to instruct them, but they did not listen and respond to correction. They set up their disgusting idols in the temple, which I have claimed for my own, and defiled it. They built places of worship for the god Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom so that they could sacrifice their sons and daughters to the god Molech. Such a disgusting practice was not something I commanded them to do. It never even entered my mind to command them to do such a thing. So Judah is certainly liable for punishment. You and your people are right in saying, War, starvation, and disease are sure to make this city fall into the hands of the king of Babylon. But now I, the Lord God of Israel, have something further to say about this city. I will certainly regather my people from all the countries where I will have exiled them in my anger, fury, and great wrath. I will bring them back to this place and allow them to live here in safety. They will be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them a single-minded purpose to live in a way that always shows respect for me. They will want to do that for their own good and the good of the children who descend from them. I will make a lasting covenant with them that I will never stop doing good to them. I will fill their hearts and minds with respect for me so that they will never again turn away from me. I will take delight in doing good to them. I will faithfully and wholeheartedly plant them firmly in the land. For I, the Lord, say, I will surely bring on these people all the good fortune that I am hereby promising them. I will be just as sure to do that as I have been in bringing all this great disaster on them. You and your people are saying that this land will become desolate, uninhabited by either people or animals. You are saying that it will be handed over to the Babylonians. But fields will again be bought in this land. Fields will again be bought with silver and deeds of purchase signed, sealed, and witnessed. This will happen in the territory of Benjamin, the villages surrounding Jerusalem, the towns in Judah, the southern hill country, the foothills, and southern Judah, for I will restore them to their land. I, the Lord, affirm it. Jeremiah 33. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah a second time, While he was still confined in the courtyard of the guardhouse. I, the Lord, do these things. I, the Lord, form the plan to bring them about. I am known as the Lord. I say to you, call on me in prayer and I will answer you. I will show you great and mysterious things which you still do not know about. For I, the Lord God of Israel, have something more to say about the houses in this city and the royal buildings of Judah that have been torn down for defenses against the siege ramps and military incursions of the Babylonians. The defenders of the city will go out and fight with the Babylonians, but they will only fill those houses and buildings with the dead bodies of the people that I will kill in my anger and my wrath. That will happen because I have decided to turn my back on this city on account of the wicked things they have done but I will most surely heal the wounds of this city and restore it and its people to health. I will show them abundant peace and security. I will restore Judah and Israel and will rebuild them as they were in days of old. I will purify them from all the sin that they committed against me. I will forgive all their sins which they committed in rebelling against me. All the nations will hear about the good things that I will do for them. This city will bring me fame, honor, and praise before them for the joy that I bring it. The nations will tremble in awe at all the peace and prosperity that I will provide for it. I, the Lord, say, you and your people are saying about this place, it lies in ruins, there are no people or animals in it. That is true. The towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem will soon be desolate uninhabited either by people or by animals. But happy sounds will again be heard in these places. Once again, there will be sounds of joy and gladness and the glad celebrations of brides and grooms. Once again, people will bring their thank offerings to the temple of the Lord and will say, Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good and his unfailing love lasts forever. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will restore the land to what it was in days of old. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, say, this place will indeed lie in ruins. There will be no people or animals in it, but there will again be in it and in its towns sheepfolds where shepherds can rest their sheep. I, the Lord, say that shepherds will once again count their sheep as they pass into the fold. They will do this in all the towns in the hill country, the foothills, the Negev, the territory of Benjamin, the villages surrounding Jerusalem, and the towns of Judah. I, the Lord, affirm, the time will certainly come when I will fulfill my gracious promise concerning the nations of Israel and Judah. In those days, and at that time, I will raise up for them a righteous descendant of David. He will do what is just and right in the land." Under his rule, Judah will enjoy safety and Jerusalem will live in security. At that time, Jerusalem will be called, The Lord has provided us with justice. For I, the Lord, promise, David will never lack a successor to occupy the throne over the nation of Israel. Nor will the Levitical priests ever lack someone to stand before me and continually offer up burnt offerings, sacrifice cereal offerings, and offer the other sacrifices. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah another time. I, the Lord, make the following promise. I have made a covenant with the day and with the night that they will always come at their proper times. Only if you people could break that covenant could my covenant with my servant David and my covenant with the Levites ever be broken. So David will by all means always have a descendant to occupy his throne as king. And the Levites will by all means always have priests who will minister before me. I will make the children who follow one another in the line of my servant David very numerous. I will also make the Levites who minister before me very numerous. I will make them all as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands which are on the seashore. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah another time. You have surely noticed What these people are saying, haven't you? They are saying, The Lord has rejected the two families of Israel and Judah that he chose. So my people, they disdain, not believing they will ever again be a nation before them. But I, the Lord, make the following promise. I have made a covenant governing the coming of day and night. I have established the fixed laws governing heaven and earth. Just as surely as I have done this, so surely will I never reject the descendants of Jacob, nor will I ever refuse to choose one of my servant David's descendants to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Indeed, I will restore them and show mercy to them. Jeremiah 34 The Lord's message came to Jeremiah while King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was attacking Jerusalem and the towns around it with a large army. This army consisted of troops from his own army and from the kingdoms and peoples of the lands under his dominion. This is what the Lord God of Israel told Jeremiah. Go, speak to King Zedekiah of Judah. Tell him, this is what the Lord has said. Take note, I am going to hand this city over to the king of Babylon and he will burn it down. You yourself will not escape his clutches, but will certainly be captured and handed over to him. You must confront the king of Babylon face to face and answer to him personally. Then you must go to Babylon. However, listen to the Lord's message, King Zedekiah of Judah. This is what the Lord has said. You will not die in battle or be executed. You will die a peaceful death. They will burn incense at your burial just as they did at the burial of your ancestors, the former kings who preceded you. They will mourn for you, saying, Alas, master! Indeed, you have my own word on this. I, the Lord, affirm it. The prophet Jeremiah told all these things to King Zedekiah of Judah in Jerusalem. He did this while the army of the king of Babylon was attacking Jerusalem and the cities of Lachish and Azekah. He was attacking these cities, because they were the only fortified cities of Judah which were still holding out. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to grant their slaves their freedom. Everyone was supposed to free their male and female Hebrew slaves. No one was supposed to keep a fellow Judean enslaved. All the people and their leaders had agreed to this. They had agreed to free their male and female slaves— and not keep them enslaved any longer. They originally complied with the covenant and freed them. But later, they had changed their minds. They had taken back their male and female slaves that they had freed and forced them to be slaves again. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah. The Lord, God of Israel, has a message for you. I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, where they had been slaves. It stipulated, every seven years, Each of you must free any fellow Hebrews who have sold themselves to you. After they have served you for six years, you shall set them free. But your ancestors did not obey me or pay any attention to me. Recently, however, you yourselves showed a change of heart and did what is pleasing to me. You granted your fellow countrymen their freedom, and you made a covenant to that effect in my presence in the house that I have claimed for my own. But then... You turned right around and showed that you did not honor me. Each of you took back your male and female slaves, whom you had freed as they desired, and you forced them to be your slaves again. So I, the Lord, say, You have not really obeyed me and granted freedom to your neighbor and fellow countrymen. Therefore, I will grant you freedom, the freedom to die in war or by starvation or disease. I, the Lord, affirm it. I will make all the kingdoms of the earth horrified at what happens to you. I will punish those people who have violated their covenant with me. I will make them like the calf they cut in two and passed between its pieces. I will do so because they did not keep the terms of the covenant they made in my presence. I will punish the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the other people of the land who passed between the pieces of the calf. I will hand them over to their enemies who want to kill them. Their dead bodies will become food for the kings and the wild animals. I will also hand King Zedekiah of Judah and his officials over to their enemies who want to kill them. I will hand them over to the army of the king of Babylon, even though they have temporarily withdrawn from attacking you. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will soon give the order and bring them back to this city. They will fight against it and capture it and burn it down. I will also make the towns of Judah desolate so that there will be no one living in them. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture@gmail.com. at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.